You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Welcome to a beautiful Thursday, February 2nd episode of the Baseball Insiders. I'm Adam Weiner alongside our fan-sided insider, MLB insider, Robert Murray. Uh, And Robert, this is our second straight week, two shows per week, where the baseball landscape, bone dry. So we're going to be talking about the news we've got on the docket, a few things to run down. But we drew up an all-star team, uh, kind of. Of the best remaining free agents. Uh, some, they, there are a couple all-stars in there, mostly leftovers. But we want to talk uh, everybody through what's left, what to expect. We're going to be taking next week off for a very good reason. Uh, go Birds. They're in the Super Bowl. Uh, That's so right. So we want to get ahead of that. Uh, and that'll come up in a little bit after we run through the headlines. But how you doing, man? I want to check in with you before we start. Uh, it's a beautiful day on the East Coast. How is it out there in Arizona? It is glorious uh first of all first of all to be here and also to be talking to you and also outside like i walked outside earlier i was wearing a sweatshirt and sweatpants and it was actually like i was starting to get sweaty so it's much better than being in wisconsin so that's what i gotta say about that but free agency is basically at a standstill so i'm starting to get bored but hey we got the super bowl coming up go birds it is the perfect time for the Super Bowl, and I say that knowing full well the Super Bowl is always in early February, so it's not like they, they didn't just invent that now to keep uh, baseball's dry spell exciting for everybody, but it, it's doing a damn good job. So next, it week, is. Uh, next week you'll be on the scene uh, picking up some interviews at Media Day and, and doing the whole crawl, and I'm very jealous, my friend, because I will be in uh, New York, which is beautiful today, but gray most days. That basically summed up my entire Wisconsin experience. So I know exactly what you're feeling. If you want to come out to Arizona, the door is always open. I offered it to Sean Daly before the show, um, but I'll even open up the invite to you as well. So just say the word. I tell you what, ever since we talked like last week, it's been floating in my head like Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl week. My my wife is at a bachelorette in New Orleans too. So I'm just going to be here like, I don't know, tooling around, being a bachelor boy. So I I have considered, but uh, either way, 
Uh, going to be an exciting week ahead. And uh, hopefully some baseball news drops too so that you and I get to bat that back and forth. Uh, what's on the docket today? I, uh, I think let's get ahead of it with today's news first. Uh, the Atlanta Braves uh, lost a key executive to the Houston Astros when uh, Dana Brown was named GM just last week. We detailed that and how everybody uh, assured you from the jump, basically, you're like when you started in baseball, they were like, if you're looking for one GM candidate, it's this guy. And he got got and he uh, finally got capped. Jason, yes, this is a Montgomery Biscuits ad. Yeah, Jason, you stole my thunder. I was going to ask him about that, but great, great notice in that because I'll tell you, that's like a top notch hat right there. Show him your shirt too, Adam. Yeah, and the shirt is Highland Park Brewery. Uh, it's right outside of Dodger Stadium. Right outside, maybe a little generous. I think I walked probably 25 minutes from Dodger Stadium. Uh, just because when I'm there, if you ever been to Dodger Stadium, it's like it's not easy to maneuver at all. No. Like you, your car is in a wasteland. Like if you park, you're in a field of 3,000 other cars. So I didn't bring a car. I took a I took a car there, got out, and then walked away from Dodger Stadium. Uh, All Star Weekend during the uh, I don't like the celebrity softball. I'm not gonna lie. So during the celebrity softball, I, I walked out and walked to Highland Park Brewery. It was great. Yeah, the uh, the only reason I stayed for the celebrity softball game during the All Star game was because I was going with Fabi Nardia somewhere and he wanted to watch Bad Bunny. But um, yeah, the celebrity softball game, like they should easily get rid of that. It's just. Yeah, I didn't pay any attention to that whatsoever. Although it was it was good to see Guillermo from Jimmy Kimmel. Um, that that's my guy. I'm anxious to see him at the Super Bowl media event. So that should be cool. I once went out in New York with Guillermo because I had a buddy who uh, worked on that show and they were visiting and he bought everybody in the bar a round of like pineapple shots. It was like one of those bars where it's like, I don't even know what the liquor was, but it was like pineapple juice and a bunch of nonsense. He bought 84 of those and then skipped out on the tab and was like, good night, everyone. Good night. And he bolted. No. Yeah. Hopefully you didn't have to pay for it. No, no, no. But I think the the staff on the show kind of huddled and were like, oh, my God, how do we do this? Three or nine. <laughs> I would be the same way. Like, yeah, I would like, be like, cash. What do we do? Yeah. Oh, God, I'd be flustered as heck. But, well, I, I know Adam Weiner would never do something like that. So No. That's and bad. I think Guillermo did it, I believe, as a prank. I'm sure these, these fellas and, and gals got reimbursed. But, uh Guillermo, great guy. I, I did regret it briefly because it's ironic enough. I heard the pop for Bad Bunny leaving the stadium. And I was like, oh, man, these people love Bad Bunny. Like, did I did I blow it leaving early? But then I got some great beers and I don't regret it at all. No, I, as I said on the last show, if there's ever somebody who knows beers, it's Adam. So and as yeah, I mean, you can never go wrong with having a good beverage. So no. By the way, I was a baseball as the Baseball Insiders YouTube channel said here, and then also Talking Twins, shout out to him as well. Like yeah. and subscribe, please. That's always a huge thing for us because plenty of baseball talk throughout the year, uh, more so than what there is right now because there's hardly anything going on. But, um, but no, that helps us out a ton. Um, so please do that, and, and we'll be best pals. So thank you. Yeah, thank you, Talking Twins. And when the trade deadline comes, we will not be doing so much beer talk uh, although we'll still be doing a little bit of beer talk. I mean, this is, it is a podcast. It's not just an informational vessel, but uh, we're going to have a That's lot true. more on our plate. We're going to have a lot more on our plates on our hands at that point. Uh, thanks for, uh, 
Jason Getz, you're the man. I uh, wish this you knew this channel existed sooner. Well, now here you are. The baseball season's coming up, and there's no better time to like and subscribe and ask me about my hats. Uh, but what does a good host do? Get back on track. And I believe we were about to talk about the Braves replenishing their front office vacancy by hiring a key Blue Jays scout as their new special assistant to the GM today. He's the man behind Alejandro Kirk, I believe, and you had this. So talk me through what exactly the Atlanta Braves are getting here and what is the Blue Jays' loss. Yeah, ever since I reported that Santiago, or not Santiago, but Dean DeSillis um, Mm -hmm. ended up leaving the Blue Jays to go to the Braves, I've had people throughout the league rave about his scouting abilities because he has not only uncovered Alejandro Kirk, but also um, Santiago Espinal. And both of those guys were pretty unheralded guys. Like um, DeSillis was the one who ended up discovering Alejandro Kirk when he was not on many people's radars. And obviously he's turned into this star young catcher who's got a really bright future in Toronto. Or um, I know they have a catching surplus in Toronto, so maybe if they look to move him or um, they, they could do that, but they did trade Gabriel Moreno. So they, the need is less so there um, to move a catcher. But um, Santiago Espinal, too, he was acquired um, a few years ago and basically a trade that was an afterthought. And the Blue Jays went on DeSillis' recommendation of Espinal, who had put up good numbers in the minors. And all of a sudden, he broke out. He was an all-star last year, and he's obviously a really good offensive player, defender, Um and both those guys went from being unheralded guys to like household names. So um, that is exactly what Atlanta is looking for in DeSillis when he's going over there as a special assistant to the GM. Uh, they lost Dana Brown, who was regarded as one of the best scouting executives in baseball. Like he was a huge reason why the Braves minor league system was what it was. And a lot of that talent now is in the majors. And Keith Law of the Athletic recently came out with these. Uh, prospect rankings, and he had the Braves at number 29. So it's going to be DeSillis. It's going to be a lot of the Braves scouting staff. And obviously Alex Anthopoulos, we're going to be responsible uh, for rebuilding that system. Um, but from everything that I've heard about DeSillis from people who have worked with him and the people around the league is the Braves did really, really, really well with this hire. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keith Law's prospect rankings were a big old ripple in this week, too. I was, uh, I don't know if you agree or disagree, but they had the Yankees at 14, which they're probably going to be around 14 on most of those rankings. But the Red Sox, who've been sort of relentlessly dedicated to building up the farm, were back at 23 alongside the Angels, who are always at 23 or 24 on all of these lists and have been for 15 years, and the Padres, who just took the top seven members of their farm system and traded them to the Washington Nationals for Juan Soto. So that really did surprise me. Uh, but you're right. The Braves are that, uh, you know, they are the Padres uh, leveled up one additional level. They 
they have promoted a ton of top talent to the bigs. And Michael Harris and Spencer Strider are one, two in the rookie of the year balloting this year. But uh, yeah, beyond that and getting the final little pieces out of there and the Sean Murphy deal, uh, the Braves have graduated talent, traded talent, and are now pretty much bereft of it. So this will be a huge undertaking and the, the right time to bring somebody in with that expertise. Absolutely. And, and something I also really like about how the Braves operate is they aren't afraid to promote their prospects, even if they're in double A. Like they've done that with Michael Harris. They've done that with a number of these different guys. They're very aggressive in, um, in promoting these guys and then obviously extending them too and continuing to help the Braves foundation operate. Uh, so shout out to Anthopolis for that. But um, I don't know exactly if the Braves are done adding to that far, or to their scouting staff after losing Dana Brown. Um, I'm trying to figure out exactly what their plan is, but um, the Silas, him being the first hire after losing Dana Brown, it's a very good start. Let me tell you that. And Toronto, not exactly left in the dust either in his wake, uh, signed really the only free agent contract of note this week. Bringing in, we just talked about him, ex-Yankees fireballer Chad Green. Uh, Now, he had Tommy John surgery last year. And not only did he have Tommy John surgery last year, but I believe he had the procedure in June. So that should shoot 2023, cut it off at the head. I don't know if you'll see him this year. If you do, it'll be September at the earliest, you'd have to think. But this is a very oddly structured contract. Uh, it's two years, eight and a half million, but there's a chance at a third year and there's a chance that year two goes way, way up if everybody declines the options at the back end. Are you surprised, A, that he got that much money and, and B, that he signed uh, this hybrid deal before Will Smith, Matt Moore, even Alex Reyes, who I know is a guy that you really like? Yeah, I'll, this one really caught me off guard is... I had to read the contract 10 times to make sure I read it right because it's it's that oddly structured. Like, should I go over what it is? Because I have the breakdown right in front of me. Yeah, break it down because I, I mean, look, peel back the curtain. I stumbled over the particulars a little bit because I didn't want to go too specific and get it wrong because it really makes almost no sense. Yeah, like I have the particulars in front of me and I'm still afraid of getting it wrong. Like it's that it's that confusing. So in 2023, this is the easy one. He's making 2.25 million. In twenty four or from twenty twenty four to twenty twenty six, there are nine million dollar club options for each year, but they all have to be exercised or declined at the same time. If the twenty twenty four to twenty twenty six club options are declined, it then turns into a six point two five million dollar player option. And if both the club options and the player options are declined, there is a club option for twenty twenty four and twenty twenty five for ten point five million per season. So that is the contract. And I I had asked somebody who would know that is believed to be the first contract structure of that type. Um, So shout out to Chad Green's agents for um, setting history here or making history. Yeah. Chad Um, Green's agent, Stephen Hawking. (laughs) (laughs) The beautiful mind guy for creating a new form of math. Yeah, because like that's basically what that is. That turned my brain into scrambled eggs. Like that is that is remarkable. Um, Maybe they don't want us to ask about it, but we're gonna ask about it because we just don't. We just we don't get. I mean, cool, but I don't. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah, but like for Green, the Blue Jays were in on him basically the entire off season. 
Um, they identified him as somebody they really wanted, not just because of this year that he's hurt, obviously coming off of Tommy John, but he is someone they wanted uh, for future seasons too, because when he's healthy, he's a really, really, really good reliever who has a history of performing well in the AL East. Um, and I was told there was as many as like 20 to 22 teams that actually made offers here, which is pretty unprecedented. And it just shows the kind of player that these teams view green as, and rightfully so. Um, but ultimately the Blue Jays won out um, on this really complex contract. Am I surprised that he signed before a guy like Will Smith or Andrew Chafin? Not necessarily. Um because if you look at the Matt Strom contract earlier this offseason, I believe it was two years for $15 million with the Philadelphia Phillies. They, uh, that blew a lot of expectations out of the water. I remember um, having somebody at the winter meetings give me a breakdown of like what they thought the Strom contract was going to be over drinks. And I was thinking when he told me like it might be seven or so million a year, I was wondering if he had one too many. Uh, <laughs> and lo and behold, it turned out to be right. And – I thought it was like I thought it was a really strong contract in the moment, but it really ended up impacting some of these other guys who are available, uh, like Matt Moore, like Andrew Chafin, or Will Smith, as we mentioned. Um, and it's kind of stalled because you would think with Strom getting seven point five million, though those guys might try to get like a nine or so million per year. I don't know if that kind of money is out there at this point. We'll see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's yeah. Yeah. Sean Daly, who is our, our lovely producer here, told me to keep Will Smith's name out of my mouth or wife's name out of my mouth. Yeah. Uh, and we will, we will not talk about Will Smith's wife. So we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> Matt Strom's wife, who I'm sure is getting some diamond rings and necklaces this off season. But I, I would think so. I would think so. Would that kind of though? Oh, absolutely. Um, but it's, uh, I, I will say a guy like Alex Reyes, I fully expect him to sign a two year contract, kind of like what, I believe it was what Tommy Conley or Tommy Canley did with yeah. the Dodgers a couple of years ago, where he signed a two-year contract coming off of Tommy John. I still think the Miami Marlins are a great fit for Alex Reyes. I think that should happen. I don't know if it will happen, but um, I think that's a match made in heaven right there. Yeah, Reyes' situation is sticky just because the Tommy John, we know exactly what it is. And maybe there are complications, but we know by and large, all right, Canley or Green had the procedure – it's going to take them 12, 13, 14 months, maybe the end of the year. He's back and ready to help us. Maybe he's not. He's a little slower. And then we'll see him next year. Alex Reyes' shoulder, it's like there's just a chance he's never Alex Reyes again. And he's a guy who struggled with command and control before the injury and, and has an injury history. You just don't know. Um, but that brings us directly into let's do our let's do our all-star team. I picked up an all-star team of what I believe to be the best remaining free agents on the market at every position. And we're going to talk about where we think they should go fits. This is not necessarily prediction and, and this is an open forum. Uh, so, you know, we're able to, Ooh, please. I will say timeout. Um, if this was an all-star team, I think it would win no more than 40 games. So <laughs> yeah, it's that, that helps guys. It's bad. <laughs> like it's, it's not good. The off season's almost no. over. Um, and it's a helpful reminder for those of us who are like, man, if we can only get like one more lefty bat, it's like they're really <laughs> the things you want are not really here anymore. Yeah, it's it's tough. Like I, I looked at the list that Adam compiled here and 
um, Wolf. I mean, it's not his fault. Like he can only work with what's on the market yeah. right now. Um, I mean, there's some of these are up for grabs. Like I think reliever, we could have a nice debate. I like Andrew Chafin and, and I like, uh, you know, that's, that's a nice, that's a nice name or lever. There's a lot of people, uh, for yep. grabs. the rest of the positions, not so much. Uh, but the best probably, oh my man, maybe the best available free agent is the aging Yuli Gurriel, who is who I have at first. Um, now I know there were a couple, uh, probably a week ago, people were saying Marlins, 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 but that, uh, you said was never close and that sort of never materialized. Where are you on Guriel right now? Who, which teams are you eyeing, and, and just where would you send him if you had the chance? Yeah, the Marlins. That th- those talks were always overblown. Um, that was yeah, that was never close. As as we had mentioned on the podcast before, I still think the Twins are are the best fit there. I think he complements that lineup really well. Um, and like on a cheap one year contract, I think that makes a whole lot of sense. Um, so, best fit for me for Yuli Guriel is Minnesota. And, folks, it doesn't get better than Yuli Gurriel if this list goes on. Second base and, <laughs> second base and third base, we can honestly I mean, basically just shrug off. The best second baseman on the market we were talking, is it Jonathan VR or is it Rugnet Odor? I mean, those are your options, and I don't even think – I think we're aligned that both of those guys are probably going to get a minor league deal at this point. Yeah, I, w- I, would, I would think so too. I would be stunned uh, – if either of those guys got a major league deal at this point of the offseason, especially with a guy like Chad Pinder, who's I've somebody I've talked about for ages on this podcast, even with Carmen now with, with Adam, if Chad Pinder got a minor league deal, these guys are going to get a minor league deal. Yeah. And same with third base, presumably a guy who the giants miraculously turned around a couple of years ago, but not really in the same boat and his on the wrong side of the aging curve. Donovan Solano, really your best available third baseman at this point in time. That that he is, and man, oh man, the uh, boy. Our, our infield is Yuli Gurriel, Jonathan VR, Donovan Solano, and Elvis Andrews. Elvis um, Andrews, though, a name where I'm at least intrigued. Like I don't want to enter 2023 with him as my starting shortstop. But I'll take him over Adalberto Mondesi, which the Red Sox did. I I think the White Sox would be happy to have him back after what he provided them in the second half last year, even though that's probably the best you'll see from Andrews in a two-month stretch. But he is our all-star shortstop at this point. Where uh, where are you looking at for his market? Can I go with an oddball one here, Adam? Yeah. Kansas City. I don't know if that counts as an oddball organization for Andrews, but – they just traded Mondesi. They could use everyday at bats and everyday defender, or not mostly, mostly everyday. They could use a consistent defender or person at shortstop. And I think Andrews would fit really well there on a cheap contract. Obviously, they've just traded uh, some guys off the roster, shedded some payroll. So I would think they would be able to afford a guy like Andrews and kind of eye him in a similar way to what they did with a role as Chapman and the fact that if he has a really good first half of the season, could use him as a trade bait and then also further bolster that farm system. So, um, so who knows there? Um, I also, I don't know how, but I totally forgot about Bobby Witt jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the Royals like that. How, how could I forget about Bobby Witt jr.? Like that's a guy that they need to make, they, they need to make as much room for. So adding another infielder, would make sense, but they need to have the sole focus in that infield being Bobby Wood Jr. Uh, to make sure he gets as many at-bats as he can. Yes. 
Um, and the comments also, Jose Iglesias, uh, Jason. Yeah, I mean, Jose Iglesias is a good ball player too. I feel like uh, whoever gets him is going to get uh, a perfectly solid middle infield option, but not a starter on a team with actual aspirations. But you can always flip Jose Iglesias at the deadline. Uh, and another position that you're maybe not going to be able to flip so easily at the deadline is catcher. Andrews, though, has been an all-star in the past in real life. He's on our all-star team, and he was on actual all-star teams. So was this guy. Gary Sanchez is my best catcher remaining. And the market, as far as I can tell, has been bone dry for Gary. What what are you doing with him at this point in time? Uh, He was a below-average offensive player last year for the Minnesota Twins, which took me by surprise considering they took some of the catching, you know, the pressure of catching every day off of his plate. He was a part-time DH. He played a little first, and he still was not able to get below uh, above that 100 OPS plus. So it's no surprise teams aren't banging down his door, but what are you thinking for Gary? Boy, I was thinking about this one. Um, I, and there's two fits that pop into my head. The first one is the Colorado Rockies, I think, they can make some sort of sense. The one that might get backlash um, that I think might be a fit for Gary Sanchez, Boston. Like they were in on Roberto Perez. They missed on him because he went to San Francisco. Um, Sanchez at this point is probably looking at a minor league deal. I would think Um, at least that's what I would think at least, but um, they, they signed Jorge Alfaro earlier in the off season, clearly looking for another one. Having two veteran guys in the minors or on minor league deals in Sanchez and Alfaro can think of worse things. Um, I don't. I, I genuinely do not know if Boston is in on on Sanchez, but that's just me connecting dots and being like, "Hey, that's who I think is the best fit." So we'll see. Yeah, he always hit well at that ballpark too. I was thinking about it all off season. I was thinking about San Francisco, but then they went out and jumped the line for Roberto Perez behind Joey Bart. So Gary Sanchez is a weird ball player, right? You want, what do you want from your backup catcher? Solid defense, above average glove, consistency. Like he's only going to play 45 games. Gary Sanchez is boom or bust, uh, but he's not necessarily that guy who you can plug in and say, he's going to take care of my pitching staff while the starter is away. So it's an odd one. And you're right. It, it could be a minor league deal. And and Jason's right. He could boost his stock in the WBC if he gets that roster spot. Uh, but it's all very odd. Uh, now, across the outfield, uh, left field is probably the most fertile ground at this point. David Peralta, who I know you love, Jerickson Profar, who's a utility guy. I was tempted to put them both on the all-star team. Honestly, I think they probably occupy, you know how the NBA just has like guard and forward. I honestly think the all-star team has both. Peralta and Profar in the outfield because I prefer both of those dudes to Jackie Bradley Jr., who's probably the best center fielder on the market. But Peralta and Profar, what are you reading on them right now? Profar is the mystery man of the offseason. It's like I've talked to so many different teams about Profar, and none of them really seemed like they were that interested. And it was just like I was trying to come up with a fit here, and I couldn't. Um, I don't think the Yankees are, are in play here. I don't think, I know Ken Rosenthal connected the Orioles, but I don't think that's going to end up being the final fit. I just, I'm completely stumped on Profar. As far as David Peralta, you can look at the Texas Rangers. I think they're a good fit there. Um, I think the Yankees make some sort of sense. Um, 
oh, I don't think that's a direction they're going to go in. I will predict that David Peralta ends up with the Los Angeles Dodgers. I think that fit makes perfect sense. Um, they're looking for an outfielder. They've continued to look for an outfielder. Like that's their top priority right now. He's going to be relatively cheap. I think it makes so much sense for the Dodgers. Um, and also it gives Peralta a platform to plan a contender. And if he does really well, then he may be able to turn that into a multi-year deal next year. And when he gets there, he can slam beers nearby, right down the See, street. Yeah, we, we had set that up for the first 27 minutes of this show because I knew I was going to mention David Peralta with the Dodgers just so Adam could do that. So Yeah, the comment section was like, when is he going to lift his shirt up? When is he going to show me the middle part of his shirt again? Well, your prayers have been answered. We always listen to the comments. 2703. There we go. That's the, that's the magic number on this pod. So there we go. 2703. Uh, 27 rings, uh, three outfielders. And our third outfielder is Cole Calhoun, I think, in right. But again, this is, we're truly talking about like, hey, do you need depth? Are you going to bring a 35 year old in on a minor league deal to press your current right fielder? Then you're bringing in Cole Calhoun. But at this point, that's a, that's a guy who's waiting for an injury in spring training, you'd have to think. That would, that's exactly what I think too. I, I, yeah, I just, I think it could be a little bit until he signs. So um, I, I, boy, I, I know I said 40 wins for this roster before. Oh, that may have been a little optimistic. <laughs> well, it's all about, it's all about if Yuli can stay healthy, you know, and then I think maybe they got it. They only have one pitcher and one reliever. So that's also a uh, rough stuff for them. Uh, no, Willie Calhoun signed with the Yankees. Oh, I was going to say, boy, wouldn't that be something to be signed during our show? Unless you yeah. signed during the show, in which case I got to I gotta sign off. But no, we, the Yankees have Willie Calhoun as well as uh, Rafael Ortega, who I've been uh, – I'll keep banging the drum for Rafael Ortega. He had a 121 OPS plus in 2021, not that long ago, and he hits from the left side, something the Yankees don't have. So if you're looking for a dark horse to take that job from Aaron Hicks – I think a big spring from Ortega, and maybe he is the guy who jumps off the map. Speaking of former Yankees whose biceps jump off the map, my DH, I had to put a DH in here, is Luke Voigt, who is somehow still unsigned. All he does is hit. And you open up the DH in the NL. Uh, one of the strangest things I think I've seen in recent seasons was 2021 when the Yankees held on to him. Nobody made Luke Voigt. Uh, nobody made the Yankees a Luke Voigt offer that they were willing to accept. But then he mashed in August and September without a role, with Anthony Rizzo taking his spot. And I, I feel like the 2021 season might might end differently if somebody grabs Luke Voigt ahead of the postseason. Now, ultimately, the Braves had like seven of those wild cards, and they all went off. And so maybe it doesn't change anything. But I always thought he would be a nice infusion of talent that specific postseason. What do you see for him? Yeah. I oh boy, I was Jason. You read my mind. Um, I think Luke Voigt's best fit is in Milwaukee. Um, I think that fit makes so much sense. Um, you can platoon him at first base. You can DH him, um, and he his kind of or his bat feels like it would fit really well in Milwaukee. And I mean, which is obviously a really hitters friendly park, especially for left handers. Um, and it would be kind of like a, a similar fit to what I kind of thought Brandon Bell would be um, in Milwaukee is I had, I remember there was the Giants who were playing Milwaukee in, well, in Milwaukee. And I had numerous people who were in attendance say Brandon Bell would be an awesome fit for the Brewers. 
because he would just mash him in that stadium. I feel that same exact way for Luke Voigt. I don't know if that's going to happen, but um, the Brewers could certainly use some pop in that lineup. Luke Voigt in a cheap one-year contract makes so much sense. And rounding out our roster, and the comments are right, by the way, 2020, he led all of baseball in home runs. Like that season was strange, 60 games long. Uh, it did happen. You have to discount it a little bit, of course, but it was not that long ago that he was gutting through foot stuff, destroying home runs into the Yankee Stadium bleachers. So th- there's a bat there. And every time he gets playing time, he hits. Uh, just because he ended up exiled on the Washington Nationals does not mean he does not have the power bat that a playoff team could use on the mound, rounding out this team, trying to pitch their way through a 38 and 124 season as September comes to a close. I've got Michael Walker as the best starter available, and that's really the only one of these where there's no debate and there's a legitimate potential star option at the position. Michael Walker is probably the biggest name still on the free agent market. Uh, and in the bullpen, a number of names, but I think Will Smith stands out. We covered the pen earlier. You know, there's Chafin, uh, et cetera, and Matt Moore and all these people waiting on uh, somebody to make their Matt Strom dreams come true. But where are you at on Waka? Waka and the Angels. I still think that's a, a really smart fit because the Angels certainly could use more pitching. I think um, obviously they've lost Michael Lorenzen and Noah Syndergaard. Uh, being able to put in walk into that rotation uh, would be huge for them. Um, but you also got to worry whether or not the owner would sign off on it um, just because he never, he always seems to invest in offense more than defense or more than pitching. I mean, um, so we'll see if, if he would be okay with that, but like, certainly I think walk in that rotation makes a whole lot of sense, um, especially on a one-year contract. I know he's reportedly seeking two. Maybe you end up splitting the difference and you go one year uh, with a club option or one year with a, a mutual option or whatever. Um, and plus that would split up the fund, so I wouldn't put up too much money this year uh, for that payroll. But um, I think Waka and trying to go all in or trying to maximize show or the chances of going to the playoffs of Shohei Otani I would do that. Um, I don't know if the Angels would, but I think it makes a whole lot of sense on paper, at least. It's it's the inevitable dance that I'm waiting for it to be completed, too. It's like it makes all the sense in the world. Let's break that Angels playoff drought and and let's get playoff trout and, and Shohei Otani in the postseason. Uh, that's our remaining free agent all-star team. And again, like Robert said, 40 wins is pushing it for these folks. So uh, get ready for the trade deadline. Because that's when there's going to be, if you've got holes, which are going to reveal themselves in spring training, and as this first half drags on, uh, that deadline is going to be frenzied. The rest of free agency, not so much. But we appreciate you all sticking it out. If there's anyone we missed and anyone you're interested in, drop us a comment on the video, on the tweet, listen to the audio feed, give us your feedback. We are always open to it. We are, and we love it. We love interacting with the comments as well. Like that's one of my favorite parts of this show is like, we've gotten to meet so many different people on here and uh, we appreciate you all. Um, and we, we love you. We're, we're best pals. And Adam, I love you too. I, I can't forget to say that. I love you, man. And I do love our commenters. They, they, the people who we get to know who show up every time. It's awesome to see them in there. They, they showed up today. You, you folks showed up today. Uh, Jacob Bradley dropping in right 
before the rap show. Any thoughts on Cole Hamels? I forgot he threw this week. Um, are you hearing any Cole Hamels buzz? Because I'll I'll take him. Yeah, I, <laughs> there's admittedly I have not heard much Cole Hamels buzz after he threw, but I know uh, what John Heyman reported and that he looked amazing or however he phrased it. Um, he's a, a candidate for a minor league deal, um, I would think, but um, I would I would be pleasantly surprised if he contributes like or contributes at a meaningful level at the major league level at this point. It's just um, he's come back through so much, dealt with a lot of different injuries and setbacks. I respect him for continuing to go um, and try to push for another player or another opportunity in the majors. I just don't see that necessarily happening or coming to fruition here. Yeah. Cole Hamels. Don't, don't delay your hall of fame clock anymore. Just, just hang them up, take your five years and then we'll reevaluate your Cooperstown case when that is uh, expired. Uh, Cole and Gary Sanchez, we will see you this season on the Montgomery biscuits. Uh, That is it for this edition of the baseball insiders. We will be back. We're taking a one week break. Uh, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, freaking go, go birds. birds. Uh, Robert and I will come up with a bet of some kind. Somebody in the comments is asking you to wear my Tory Pines hat that looked like it said uh, something explicit. It doesn't. It's from Tory Pines, <laughs> famous famous golf course. I also I had myself mirrored at that point and figured it out. So shout out to uh, the person calling out my Tory Pines hat. That's how I discovered that I was mirrored this whole time. And now you can read beers instead of seeing Shreeb. Uh, so shout out to you. You changed my life and you changed my streams for the better. Uh, we'll, we'll come up with a wager, but we are going to be back the week after the Super Bowl and every Monday and Thursday moving forward all off season long, 3.30 Eastern time and during the regular season. Oh boy, we're going to come on whenever you need us. Oh we're going to figure it out. We are getting closer than ever, my friend. That we are. I can't wait. Um, but first of all, I'm going to be stressing over the Super Bowl. I... Oh boy. I'll, I'll tell you, I'm going to be watching it uh, with some friends here in Scottsdale and I'm going to be a nervous wreck. I've actually already apologized to them for how nervous I'm going to be. Uh, if that's any indication, but um, I'm just glad I'll be able to win the bet with Adam because uh, the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl. I'm going on the record with it right now. Um, so hopefully that does not come back to bite me. Um, yeah. Go birds. And thank you all for tuning in. And we always really appreciate that. Adam, thanks for being an absolute G today as always. Robert, you are a G as well. I will take the Chiefs to make it interesting, and I will put, we'll put the bet on Twitter before the next podcast so you guys can all follow along. I'll have to come up with something good. Uh, I'll probably wear the, the penis hat if I lose, to be honest, and I'll <laughs> yeah, hit the, the button on the camera again. The, yeah, the baseball insiders have officially fired Adam Weinrib for taking the Chiefs. Um, we, we appreciate his time. No, we, we can't get rid of it. I had to. Hey, what, am I going to also take the Eagles and then we're just going to argue over the spread? Like, I got to take the Chiefs. We'll make it. I mean, that sounds good to me. Yeah. I mean, I I, yeah, we could argue over the spread. I will not be like the Cincinnati mayor, Jacob. I do not want to have Travis Kelsey call me a jabroni. No. Um, this is no. a jabroni. This is a jabroni-free podcast. Uh, <laughs> except for when we are trying to figure out where Jonathan VR is going. That was kind of a jabroni moment. But other than that, <laughs> you will not – see any more jabroni stuff on this pod until next time i'm adam Weiner for robert murray we'll see you all in a little bit see everybody thank you everybody for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.